the biggest news in country. This is the Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Man, we got a good show for you today. Our guests include Old Dominion, Megan Patrick, Jessica Mitchell, Wes Mack, Chris LaBelle, Brantley Gilbert, and more. We'll have bloopers, assuming I screw things up. We'll also look at your weekend concerts and events guide, some big news from Keith Urban, Blake Shelton, and Gord Bamford, and a lot more. So thanks so much for being here. Don't forget that Dan and Shay will perform in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena on September the 19th. I know what you're thinking, Weaver. It's not September anymore. No, no. Uh, with this show, you got to buy almost a year in advance. That's how popular Dan and Shay are. Uh, tickets are on sale for next September with links at country104.com. Uh, speaking of Detroit, we got some big news from Mr. Blake Shelton this week. He's got a new record dropping December 13th called Fully Loaded God's Country. The track listing is out now, too. But we also found out that Blake's got an upcoming show March 31st in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, tickets for Blake's tour, the Friends and Heroes 2020 tour, they went on sale this weekend uh it was friday at 10 a.m but the little caesars arena show the only show on the tour that has a different on sale date is this coming friday at 12 noon so be ready if you want to see big blake we've got a couple new albums to enjoy this weekend old dominion's third album their self-titled effort came out on friday and so did the new record from our good buddy wes mack that one's called soul and wes took the time to talk to us about it uh, a couple weeks back on the show. So uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure who wrote this yet, and I can't attribute the quote uh, to anybody specific, but I want to read it just because I thought it was really cool. Uh, Best Hangover shows off a new level of vocal performance for Wes, sultry tones, passionate lyrics. And I read this before I listened to it, dude, and as soon as I clicked on the song, I went, this is a different delivery for Wes. What 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 drove you to that, buddy? Yeah, you know... It's maybe some of the music I was listening to. Uh, again, I, I've been really involved in the production of the last few songs, and this one, to me, from the very get-go, like some songs are going to be more about, you know, the the guitars. They're going to be more about the the drums or something like that. This one, to me, really felt like it was all about the vocal. I mean, like the vocal is always going to be important. But I, I remember I spent a lot of time thinking about like the vocal performance of the song before I actually went and did it. And I was like, Hi, everything's going to lean on this because I want this song to be so stripped that I don't want to hide the vocal behind anything. So some of it's the like the register that it's in, like the key. It's it's a little lower than I think a lot of my other stuff, but it's more just like placement. Um, we're just patient about picking the right day to do it. Like this all sounds so ridiculous. But it's like you want your voice to just be doing the right thing. Um, yeah, so and some of it's just psychological in that moment of like trying to put yourself right in the like the feeling of what this song is about and like connecting to that stuff in your life and like throwing that onto the track. Um and then and then after that it's, you know, picking a production that facilitates that and doesn't jump on top of it. Um so yeah, it's just sort of like a different space of, of how I want to sing it. There's so many ways you can look at a song, and talking to you, it kind of opens that up for me in my eyes. And it's got to be frustrating to think that you put in so much thought to a track, you know, like, should I go this way? Should I go this way? Should it be this? Should it be this? Should it be this? And then somebody streams it for like 20 seconds, goes, nope, and then moves on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, and it's, you know, it's what do you hear it on? Uh, you know, the number of times I end up listening to stuff just like out of my like iPhone speaker. Uh, you know, the day we did the final mix on this, I get to hear it in the studio on the best speakers. And I'm like, this is the best this song will ever sound because this is like the room it was mixed to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and everything from down here is just, is, is just downhill. Um, 
But, you know, I, I can't control what anyone does with it. So to me, I just have to make something I really love. Um, we spent a long time thinking about, me and Jordan, uh, a friend of mine, we produced this and just talked about, like, how we wanted it to sound. We really zoomed in a lot on, like, the drum tone. And, like, I played the bass on this. And we spent a lot of time on, like, the really not the flashy instruments of this. Mm-hmm. Finding this little, like, driving beat. I was listening to, like, a whole bunch of John Mayer stuff uh, when I was doing it. And I was like, oh, I kind of, like, I love on a lot of his songs. And I think we listened to a lot of, like, Brothers Osborne stuff as well. And, and just basically not overproducing it and really trying to, like, keep it keep it simple, keep it stripped. Um, and that's been really important to me lately because in, like, you know, modern production, you can just add and add and add and add and add. And I, I think it's, like, the danger is there are times when you want a song to be really big and there's times you want it to be stripped. And I find the worst thing you can do is not quite make a decision. And so it's kind of in the middle. You just have, like, a bunch of stuff going on. And it's not really stripped and intimate at that point and it's not really big um so it's like pick your moments to have things really blow up and then pick your moments to uh, bring them way down well it was a long work week and if you're looking for something to do this weekend that's not sit on the couch and eat cheetos we got a plan for you let's do it the country 104 concert series continues don't forget Fridays, I host at Cowboys Ranch in downtown London at Riverside and Warncliffe. It's ladies' night, no cover, 250 Coors Light bottles, and I've always got a game or two to play on the stage. Uh, here's what's going on Saturday. If you caught the show in time, you can check out the Country Gold Western Music Show at Richards Memorial Church in London. Oxford Auditorium hosts the Big Night Out Charity Ball Saturday night, and Monster Mash, it's a Halloween party at Kitchener Market. Also, Brantford Collegiate Institute has their graduation ceremony Saturday at the Sanders Center. Uh, shout out to Kitchener. The Rangers have a game on the road against Kingston Saturday as well. On Sunday, the Mavericks come to London Centennial Hall for their 30th anniversary tour. Our friends at the Brandt SPCA have a Barktoberfest Zoomathon fundraiser. It's also the London Record Show on Sunday. The London Knights visit the Niagara Ice Dogs and Minnes- Mississauga, I should say, visits Guelph at the Sleeman Center. Shout out to Woodstock. You've got a toy and collectibles expo at Oscar Auditorium on Sunday. And finally, don't forget, Washboard Union, Jason Benoit, Monday at London Music Hall, and we'll have them both on the show. Old Dominion's new self-titled album is out this weekend, and uh, back at Rock the Park Gone Country when they headlined, I got a quick moment backstage to ask the band about the record. October, we mentioned the record is coming out. It's the third for RCA. Is there something different? I know there was some growth on the last record. Are we looking to stay in the same lane right now, or are we kind of looking to do a couple things different? It's 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 a little different, I think. It's it's different in the way. I mean, the way we started this album was with "Make It Sweet." And that was a song that we all five wrote together in the studio, wrote and recorded all in the same day. So that kind of set the tone of this full band kind of attack. And, you know, it was, it was a little bit more of a, it sounds weird to say, of a group effort. I mean, because it's always been a group effort, but it sounds much more like each member is confident in everything that they're doing. So we sound like a much more cohesive band. And I think, you know, the songs are just that much stronger. There's Old Dominion backstage at Rock the Park Gone Country in London this past summer. If you missed that conversation, I did catch up with the boys. And you can find that on the Weaver blog under shows at country 104 com. That's our website. Congratulations to Maren Morris and her husband, Ryan Hurd. If you missed the news on social media this week, they're expecting a baby. And I know what you're thinking. Baby girl. But no, it's not a baby girl. It's a baby boy for the Hurd family. And shout out to Ryan Hurd, who's clearly a Seinfeld fan, with all his uh, Twitter jokes this week. 
Uh, quoting George Costanza, my boys can swim. You know what uh, would be interesting if all these country stars were sending their kids to the same daycare? As you know, Thomas Rhett and his wife have two young children. They're expecting a third. Kane Brown and his wife are expecting a baby. Brett Young's got one on the way. Man, I want to go to that daycare. Like, not send my kids. I want to go to the daycare. Just for a chance to meet all those famous parents. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, congratulations to Marin and her husband, Ryan Hurd, on the excellent news. So recently, CMT decided to honor the Artists of the Year with a big old ceremony. And during the festivities, Sam Hunt decided to honor somebody else, a country music legend. Just for fun, see if you can guess what song he covered at the ceremony. Here it goes. I remember it all very well. Looking back, it was the summer I turned 18. Lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. Didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least, we were hard-pressed. Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dance dress. Mama watched me comb and curl my hair, and my eyes a little I sat in a satin dress and had a split in the side cleaned up for my hair. It was red, velvet trimming, and it fit me good. Standing back from a looking glass, there's good a woman where I have grown kids. You gotta know your country lyrics, but that's clearly Fancy by Reba McIntyre. Nice song choice by Sam Hunt. Hey, we got some pretty cool news from Gord Bamford this past week that we'd like to share. Gord, who we recently saw at the Norfolk County Fair, has been announced as the 2019-2020 Music Counts Inspired Minds Ambassador Award recipient. Basically, he's getting a big old trophy and will be honored at the Canadian Music Hall of Fame ceremony this Sunday in Calgary. Pretty cool, right? Congrats to Gord Bamford on the big news. Uh, really quickly, part of the conversation uh, where we chat Raptors this week with Chris and I brought up the gaudy to some championship rings they received on Tuesday. Now, will the Raptors be able to shoot uh, the basketball with those giant gaudy rings on their fingers? What do you think oh, about those? Oh, dude, how big are those rings? They're those the rings? biggest in professional sports history. At least the diamond that's on the tip of the trophy is the biggest diamond that's ever been on a championship ring in sports in North America. Wow, do you think Drake had anything to do with that? I think he mostly designed it. I also hear he got a custom one, as did superfan uh, Nav Batia. Yeah, that's amazing. Honestly, that's great for the organization to do that. And then um, also the Winnipeg Jets, or sorry, not Winnipeg Jets, St. Louis Blues, when they won the Stanley Cup, they had a superfan, uh, a little girl, that they gave a ring as well. It was uh, pretty touching. I think she had cancer or something like that. She was only maybe like 10 or 11 years old, but she went to every game and they put her up into a box, and they actually presented her with uh, a championship ring as well. So that was that was good on the St. Louis Blues organization. Super awesome. And you know you and I can get our own version of the rings. I told my girlfriend I was going to order those $5,000 ones, and then every day when I got home I'd say, kiss the ring. What do you think about that idea? <laughs> Is that what Cost 5K? There's there's a website, Raptor, it's like Toronto Raptors Championship Ring, something or other, so whatever the website is. You can get like a $20 replica, a $100 replica, a $1,000 replica, and I think the top end is more like 5Gs. Wow, okay. Well, you know, if music does well, then I'll buy you one. All right, let's hear some more. Former Rivertown Saints singer and solo guy now, and one of our good friends, Chris LaBelle, joined us this week to talk Raptors and his trip to Nashville. Hello? Hey, can I talk to Chris, please? That's me. What's going on? How are you, buddy? I'm very good. How you doing? Good, but you're uh, at a level of excitement I did not expect for this time of the day. 
Well, I was going to call you. You called me. Well, I'll always call you, buddy. You're my friend. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing really good, thanks. How are you? You made it home safe, yeah? Dude, yeah, I was on the road for so long. It's 17 hours from Ottawa. Yeah, this is what I'm hearing. So for the fans who don't know, you and I were talking through text yesterday setting this up, and you were on your way back from Nashville. So tell us, buddy, what do you got going on out there? Uh, you know what? Just writing an album. I want to I wanna pump that out uh, hopefully uh, early next year. So I'm just doing tons and tons of writing with uh, a lot of great writers out in Nashville. Uh, Dwayne Thompson, uh, Patricia Conroy, uh, writing with Casey Beathard. He does all of uh, Eric Church's stuff. And super pumped. I'm excited to show everybody the new tune. Awesome. Casey Beathard. Any relation to Tucker Beathard? That's his father. Wow. What a small world. And you know what's crazy is Casey Beathard is the father of Tucker Beathard, the country artist. Yeah. His daughter is an amazing lawyer. And his other son is the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good family there. Yeah, it makes me wonder what the heck is going wrong with my family, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's awesome. But uh, how about them Raptors? Oh, man, you know what we're here to talk about, and I am super excited. And you know what's kind of interesting? We get to talk about the team after we've seen them play a game. Would you agree with me that the opening game w was rather sloppy on the Raptors' end, yeah? You know what? It was sloppy, but we got it together. You know, Co Coach Nurse, he uh, he calmed them down in overtime, and then we just outplayed them. But you know what? They, they're coming off a championship. You know, they raised the banner. Like, that's... There's a lot of emotion in that first game. So, you know, just give, give it a week and the Raptors are going to be fine. I hope we make a trade at the trade deadline just to give us a little more defensive power because Kawhi Leonard last year, he was all about defense. And he obviously, he's just a great two-way player. But I think we got to, you know, we put up, what, 120 in the first game or something like that. So we got to play a little more D. Yeah, but at the same time, we will play some more D when we don't have a full media day, opening day, ring ceremony, banner exactly. ceremony. Once the, once the routines get back to normal, I would expect uh, the Raptors to pull through. Exactly, exactly. I think it's going to be all right. We're going to be fine. Um, you know, I'm a, little, I'm a little nervous about Brooklyn if, uh, if Kevin Durant gets healthy. This year, I know the Achilles is all screwed up, but uh, if he gets healthy, I think Brooklyn might be a team to beat this year. I would disagree. I don't think he's going to be back this year. You got a finals pick for us this year yet? Yeah. Uh, this year, you know what? I, I, I got to go with the Raptors. Even though they might not make it, I still have to go with the Raptors and Oh, man, wouldn't it be crazy if the Raptors played the Clippers in the finals? Absolutely, but I can tell right now that you're a man that chooses finals matchups with his heart, not his head. That's right. <laughs> you know what? I like, I like the Lakers. Uh, I like them a lot, actually. They just couldn't put the ball in the basket. They should have beat the Clippers there in the first game. But I, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, Either, yeah, one of the L.A. teams is going to the finals this year. Well, if it had to be an L.A. team, I would take the Clippers. But I say it's going to be Nuggets-Sixers in the final, buddy. Nuggets and Sixers? That's crazy. Those TV ratings are going to be terrible. Well, hey, yeah, they were pretty bad for the <laughs> Raptors, too, though. <laughs> no, you, you know what? Uh, I, I like the 76ers as well. But uh, they got rid of Redick, and he was a good three-point guy. So, And, you know, I think Butler's gone from the 76ers as well. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the 76ers are going to be there, but you know what? You're you're pretty good with sports, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to hang on to that. There's our good buddy Chris LaBelle talking Raptors and Nashville. Looking forward to some new music soon, bud. Megan Patrick is coming up on your top 30 countdown. She's cracked the top 10 this week with Wild As Me. Don't forget to see her on the Wild As Me Ontario tour, her solo headlining tour. It's coming to Brantford and more in March. She's also out on the road with Old Dominion in February as well. All right, let's hear part two of the conversation Kyle and Kendra had with Megan recently. Now, do you think Mitchell was keeping it a secret that you might have been invited on the Old Dominion tour? Like, do you think he was like secretly knowing that you were going to be invited but couldn't say anything? No. No, he didn't know. He um, he literally they gave, they only called him about going on the tour the day before I got the offer because he had, he had called me and because he knew that I was like we were really pushing hard for it and that I was really really hoping for it and uh, he called me the day before he's like hey he's like have you heard from about the Old Dominion tour yet and I said no not yet I said I know they've narrowed it down to because there was I think there was like thirty different artists that were submitted for that opening slot initially and I said all I know is they've narrowed it down to like two or three other artists yeah. and uh, he said well they just offered me the opening the direct support slot and, and he's like you know I, I just I'm, I really hope it's going to be you and I said yeah I was like me too I, haven't <laughs> yet, so I don't know maybe I didn't get it and so then I was like kind of bummed out because I'm thinking well if they called him maybe they called somebody else and nobody just told me yet and then like the next morning my agent called me and told me that they, they had offered it to me so I called him and and I was like, well, like, what did you say? I'm like, did you say yes? And he was like, we, we hadn't responded yet. And I was like, well, I got the opening slot. I'm like, it doesn't mean that you have to do it. I mean, it's not right for you. He's like, shut up. I'm obviously doing it. <laughs> well, and the other, the other beneficial thing about this is not only are you, you're going to be on that one, but you're, of course you're going to be with the Wild as Me tour. Are there going to be different things in, in, in kind of intricacies that you can pick up? on tour with with Mitchell and Old Dominion that maybe moving forward you can Im, uh, implement into your own headlining shows? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I've obviously, you know, I've seen both of them play a number of times. And, I mean, that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to go on tour with, with Old Dominion. I mean, I, I love their music, obviously, but their live show is just, it's really, really great. They have, you know, great energy and great songs and, um, you know, and, and I've I've seen I've probably actually seen Old Dominion play more than Mitchell. <laughs> but, um, you know, they're, they're both they're both great uh, great performers and and just you know a great example of, of someone I can sort of look up to. And um, so yeah, I mean, I think I'll definitely pick up some some great sort of little pointers and stuff while watching them. Now we know one of your favorite pastimes is obviously hunting as well, and some hunting seasons are going to kick off. Are you going to have any time to do that? Um, I think I, sh- I actually think I might maybe not as much as I'd like, which is usually the case, but yeah, I should be. The thing is, it's been, I mean, our bow season for deer is, 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 is open here now, but it's just been so hot that it's just not been ideal. The timing hasn't been right yet. Um, but it's actually finally starting to cool down a little bit now. So I, and I've got, I think I'm home now till November, which is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know, but, uh, we just, we just bought our house actually. So we just got moved in. And so there's still a lot of boxes and everything to unpack. So I'm going to try and find some time in between unpacking to get out there a little bit. 
London, Ontario's own Jessica Mitchell is bringing the Heart of Glass Part 2 tour to southwestern Ontario next week. According to my schedule, she's uh, performing in Paris on Wednesday, Hamilton on Friday, and London's Alien Hall to wrap up the tour on November 2nd. That is the Saturday. Uh, tickets are available with the links on our website. And here's a recent conversation we had with Jess about all the things going on in her world. I want to ask you, because I haven't actually gotten you on the phone yet, what did you think of Trisha Yearwood's cover of Working on Whiskey? I know. it's it, Honestly, it's been such a wild experience. Um, she, I, I didn't listen to a lot of country music growing up. It wasn't something that was sort of in my regular rotation, but one of the people that I did listen to and admire heavily was her. So it was sort of a full circle moment for me. You know, I've known about this for a while. It just, it, it became one of those things where it was a hurry up and wait situation where you you know that they've recorded it, you know that it's mixed, you know that it's mastered, it's just a matter of like, is it going on the record? And I, and, and, you know, I remember when the track list came out and I remember seeing, you know, the first time seeing that song, you know, track one on the list and just being like, holy crap, like I, somebody that you look up to and admire, you know, like that, um, you know, taking your words and making them their own, it, there really is no greater feeling as a songwriter. And I, I'm very proud of it. And I've, I've always wanted people, more people to hear that song, no matter who was singing it. So and in the end, I'm just very glad that it was her, you know, it, it she's such a wonderful person. Now, really was, wonderful person. Now, was it really in her words though, with all due respect to the legendary Trisha Yearwood, <laughs> like it is, it is shot for shot cadence for cadence, your song. She didn't yeah, even change she, it. She, I know, and that that is the highest honor. I feel like people have been telling me this at least. I don't know. I don't. I don't pay attention to those kinds of comments. But like, it's it's it really truly is the highest honor. You know, to hear somebody singing things note for note the way that you sang them, and and it just kind of goes to show that like even if you know at the end of the day like we wrote that we I sang it. I continue to sing it, you know, every single night um, that I play shows. And and it's a great song that I'm very proud of. And I think, uh, you know, changing it, I'm glad she didn't, you know. But, I mean, at at that point, though, she could have done whatever she had wanted and I wouldn't have cared because she is just that great. So... Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. It's been a it's been wild for sure. Now I'm surprised you're even going on the road. Then I figured you would just sit back, put your arms behind your head, and collect royalties at this point. No. <laughs> Listen, man. If I'm not working, I'm not happy. So I'm going to continue to work until I've got like a, you know a trillion dollars in the bank, which will never happen. So no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm grateful for sure. I'm I'm very grateful. It's been a really great start to uh, to the quarter, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with it for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're super proud of you either way. And uh, you know, next time somebody covers your song, just tell them to sing it a little differently. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just throwing shade. No. Trisha Yearwood's Trisha Yearwood's going to come bust down the door. Country 104. What are you talking about, Weaver? Listen, listen. No, she emailed me though. We we've we've talked. We've exchanged tons of words, and she's given me a lot of words of encouragement and uh and and has you know really believed in the song as much as i have and loves the song as much as i do and i think that that's like the highest honor that you can get awesome yeah great now please tell me you're allowed to still perform the song (laughs) of course i am awesome because you're going on tour (laughs) 
<laughs> I am. I'm coming back to London. I'm excited. We're finishing the tour again in London. I feel like this is a thing. It's always going to be a thing. Anytime we have a North American tour, we're going to finish it in the hometown. I love it. Hey, it works for me completely because then I get to see the end of the tour and see how it's gone when we catch up at those times. And Aeolian Hall, I know you've been there. I mean, that's quite the venue for for a uh, musical show like yours. Yeah, I, I'm looking really forward to doing some different things with this. I'm, I know that I was there with my full band last time, but I'm going to be bringing just my guitar player this time around. And he's uh, we're 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 very very stoked. Like it, we've created some really cool moments and. Him and I just have a very organic, wonderful relationship on stage, and I think uh, in that shows, and to break these songs down a little bit and play them kind of the way they were written is, seems to be a thing now, but it's, it's been my thing for a long time, but I think more than anything, there's new songs to be sung. Um, for the first time in two years. So we're looking forward to bringing those to the tour as well. And a quick heads up for Jessica Mitchell fans. We're hearing a special guest will join her to perform that song, Hint Hint, uh, Saturday at London's Aeolian Hall. All right, uh, so when Jess and I were talking a couple weeks back, she dropped this on me, and it was kind of frustrating. It was all about this surprise. Here's the clip. So uh, is 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 this conversation going well enough that we can discuss the tweet that came out Thursday? Life-changing news in all caps. Absolutely not. Can't no, do it, eh? I can't say anything yet. I can't say anything yet. I'm... Listen, I rarely do stuff like that. I, I don't, and I, and I took a little social media break uh, this year, which, and I've been definitely a, a lot less active on social media, I feel like. Uh, but I, I really, I cannot wait to share this news with people. Something really tremendous just happened that I, uh, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I've never been so excited to, like, put something out into the universe, like, uh, it's 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 really wonderful, and I can't wait for people to finally know because it, it's been it, so long. It is time know. for wild speculation. Then, <laughs> okay, you're going to be a guest judge on The Voice with Blake Shelton yes. and Taylor Swift. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. That's what's going to happen. Well, we finally found out what the deal is about. Jessica Mitchell had a song she wrote, recorded by Celine Dion. And I know you might not be a fan of Celine Dion. I'm not necessarily one, but she's got some great hits and the girl can sing. Uh, she is a Canadian legend. So shout out Jess Mitchell uh, for this amazing accomplishment. Jess, Celine Dion and Trisha Year would have recorded your songs. Simply incredible. Don't forget, you can see this talented lady in Hamilton, Paris, and London next week. Well, the time has come on the show to check in with producer Eric to see if we have any bloopers this week. I'm getting the feeling I'm about to get embarrassed. Eric? Detroit on the September the 19th. Tickets are sale. We got a couple of new albums in our repertoire. The Country 104 Weekly Roundup. Find all things country at country104.com.